3: sports betting landscape from coast to coast this is betting across america with mike pritchard and josh applebaum on v the sports betting network
2: good afternoon everybody and welcome into the program it is betting across america and we are presented by betmgm i'm mike pritchard your host from vegas your other host is on the east coast
4: out in boston it's josh applebaum how are you josh I'm doing great, Pritch. Happy Friday, my man. The buzz in the city of Boston. It's going right, <laughs> right? now, Pritch. we got game, uh, game four here tonight. Celtics can take a 3-1 lead. We'll have a full rundown run of this game, and I'm excited to talk to our buddy Chris Miles. Really uh, sharp NBA better mm. and covers the NBA, so we got his take. You know my perspective from Beantown here, Pritch, which, by the way, no one actually calls it Beantown in Boston. It's usually you know people outside that call it that, okay. uh, but <laughs> Should be really uh, exciting day today, Pritch. I would say uh, one thing from last night: the Tampa Bay Lightning. We talked about this game as you know an opportunity to sweat the under, not being too afraid by a really juiced up under. Remember that was five and a half, like under minus one thirty up to minus one forty. Obviously, the under cashes. You pulled the goalie there. It got a little dicey at the end, uh, but unders now when the yeah. total is five and a half or less in the postseason, Pritch. 15-9, 62%. And the Lightning, not really being what I would call a sharp play because the line really didn't move in their favor, but a value play. That system we were talking about when you're minus 150 or less as a favorite and you made the postseason the previous year, you're kind of getting a good team with experience at a short number. That system cashed last night, and now that system is 19-9 and this year, 68%. Favorites continue to roll here, 53-29, 65%. So, Pritch, I'm looking at the Lightning again. We'll maybe have a breakdown of tomorrow's game. But give me Tampa and give me the Colorado Avalanche. I don't think we could get a better NHL finals than that,
2: Pritch. Arrested Colorado Avalanche, too, by the way. Um, (laughs) Because, what, the finals aren't going to start until June 15th or 18th, right? Have they decided on that?
4: I think it's the 15th, somewhere around there. But, yeah, on the one hand, you say, you know, abs are super rested. They had a lot of of banged up players who could really use that time off. But remember what we saw looking from Tampa Bay. They had huge rest after sweeping the Panthers, got off to a slow start, got down 0-2. So it's that ultimate rest versus rust bridge. I know you want the extra time to, you know, get your body right, going into these really grueling playoff matchups. Uh But we shall see. The two best teams right now, I think, what is it? Uh, I think it's like minus 220 here for the abs plus 200 to win the cup here for the Lightning.
2: Right, right. So staying on this series right here, Josh, because um, it is interesting. I mean, a defensive battle in, in that game, previous game five right there, and then uh, the pedigree for Tampa Bay. Uh, look, the Rangers take the early lead, and then here comes Tampa Bay. Fluky goal if you want to, but then they get the job done uh, late in the third. So, you know, when you look at the situation moving forward with Tampa Bay, because I was looking at some stats that are incredible right now, Uh, And the fact that you have that pedigree on your side, uh, looking forward to game six in that situation, because Tampa Bay um, in game six situations on their run. Remember back to back Stanley Cup champions here, uh, eight and two all time record when leading three, two in a seven game series.
4: Yeah, and that's a great stat, Pritch. I think it speaks to the fact of, you know, when you're such an experienced team, you always talk about pedigree, which Mm -hmm. I think is really important because sometimes, you know, I'm a guy who goes off of numbers pretty much, uh, you know, 99% of the time, but there is another factor here that the numbers sometimes miss. And with Tampa, I think it's, hey, when you're in a closeout situation, you know that you got to put a team away because if you give a team life and you lose a game six, then you go game seven, you know, it would be on the road. That's when you're really in trouble here. So the line for tomorrow night, it opened around minus 170, Pritch. You're up to around minus 180. already. Those home favorites, as we <laughs> mentioned, you know, have been great. So – Doesn't it feel like a big number there laying a minus 180 in this, in this uh, matchup on the one hand, it's like, Hey, how do you not take the Rangers at what are they? Plus plus one hundred and sixty? But I think that speaks to the confidence and really kind of the view of the odds makers on the lightning again, flipping a switch going from rested and rusty to now playing great and really having a date with the abs here in the future.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Cause remember yesterday I was like uh, amazed. The Rangers were, were the home dog there, even though their home record in the playoffs has been unbelievable. Uh, But the betting market suggested and wanted to go the other way, or the odds makers did anyway, and it played out that way. So now we're asking the Rangers or bettors, if you're going to back the Rangers plus 160 here, uh, can they pull off a miracle? (laughs) I mean, it's one thing to be a small dog, short dog at home, but it's another one to be plus 160 on the road uh, against the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions here.
4: That's a really tall task here, Pritch. You're gonna <laughs> yeah. need probably Shosturkin to, you know, give you 60 saves and steal you a one nothing or two to one kind of game here. But we mentioned a lot of banged up players on uh, the Rangers. Here's another thing: like mm-hmm. Tampa's getting healthier. Braden Point, who, by the way, they're doing this all with one out with, uh, without one of their best players here. He could be making a return in that extra time that you mentioned. You know, if you can get by, uh, you know, the uh, the Rangers here and right. minus 500 now in the series price, that gives you another week for Braden Point to come back. To win the cup here, Pritch, you know, Tampa Bay plus 200, they're plus 333 going into last night. Uh, Again, tall task for the Rangers to overcome uh, this deficit now, especially on the road. I'm looking at Tampa again tomorrow night, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it, Pritch. I'm probably going to play the under again.
2: Okay, how about, oh, so the total, I was going to ask you about that, five and a half, um, because it's interesting uh, odds on the total right there, Josh. I mean, what's the market telling you there?
4: Yeah, so it's kind of the same thing. I think the oddsmakers, you know, they're in a tough position here because the under's doing so well this mm-hmm. series. You had game one go over. All the other games have been under, you know, uh, landing on five, landing on four. You saw it again last night. But they're, they're, it's tough because we always talk about this, but the five and a half really juiced up under. You don't want to lay a minus 130. We're used to, you know, if you're betting baseball totals or an NBA total, it's minus 110, and it's kind of, uh, you know, not, not a huge number to pay. I think a lot of bettors get scared off by the heavy juice, minus 130, minus 140. But I look at it the other way. That tells you how much confidence the books have in a low-scoring game. So same sort of thing. It opened 5.5 under, minus 135. Now you're minus 140. Uh, there are some alternate totals out there. So I'm seeing one book that's like four and a half juiced up over with juice on the under. So there are different options out there. But again, if you're playing deep into the series when unders do very well, the deeper you get because you don't want to make a mistake. And you see a lot of these low scoring matchups. i would be looking at Tampa in the under once again for Saturday night. All
2: right. Head start right there on game six uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs between Tampa Bay, New York, the Rangers right there. It's been an outstanding series so far, Josh. Let's get to some headlines in the National Football League. You know, I, I love the Chargers this year, but I am worried about the organization. Uh, Dean Spanos sued by his sister for control over the Chargers. We just saw the Broncos get bought and purchased, too. I mean, it starts at the top. It really does, Josh. It really, really does. Watch out for Seattle, too, in that ownership situation. Uh, just throwing that out there uh, for the audience. Hunter Renfro signs a big deal. We talked about the Raiders uh, yesterday, uh, and I think it's a buy-low spot. Uh, they inked up uh, Hunter Renfro, who's an incredible receiver for Uh, The Raiders, a slot guy, like you mentioned, uh, $32 million contract extension, uh, $21 million guaranteed. So you got Darren Waller, the only guy left really offensively who you got to take care of. They took care of Derek Carr, obviously traded for Devontae Adams too. Uh, What you said about Hunter Renfro and this offense as a slot receiver yesterday, Josh, resonated with me. And that's why I'm excited about the Raiders this year.
4: Yeah, it's funny, Pritch. You know, I don't know if it's uh, you know Ben Wilson putting together our rundowns every day, but we talk (laughs) about something, and then the next day a guy signs or you know there's a trade or something going on. So uh, I think it's a good signal here, you know, tying up and locking up your best players. And Hunter Renfro, again, a guy who uh, I think I thought was you know coming out of the draft a great slot receiver that I thought my Patriots would look at. Obviously, you know he falls there to uh, to the Raiders, and really I think this could be a career year for Hunter Renfro. Bringing in Devontae Adams, and by the way, uh, Pritch, Adams said quote, as far as talent and ability, it's really similar if I'm keeping it real. He's comparing Aaron Rodgers right. to Derek Carr. So if you're Aaron Rodgers, uh, I think you're kind of like, uh, really, Carr's on my level. I don't think so, <laughs> but it just goes to show you the faith and kind of the confidence and excitement that this team has with Derek Carr. And we talked about it yesterday. Hunter Renfro, I think, could really feast this year with Devontae Adams getting a lot of attention. Waller you have to cover. Uh, you bring in Robinson as well. Mm-hmm. Renfro, especially the connection with McDaniels, who knows how to get the most out of his slot receivers with Troy Brown. Brown and Welker and, and Danny Amendola and ju- obviously Julian Edelman. I don't have the props on yet on, you know, uh, you know, Hunter Renfro over under catches, receptions, all that. Right. I'd look to lean on a lot of those overs, Pritch. And, you know, I had a day to think about the over eight and a half win total. I'm leaning over with the, with the Raiders. Absolutely. Right.
2: I mean, now we'll get back to what he said about Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. Cause it's, it's very interesting. And <laughs> I think you highlighted something uh, that we can expand on here as betters because as a better, I know you're a data guy though, but as a better, Can you buy into the confidence level of this football team uh, when you have a receiver that says that about the quarterback? And also, you got to remember, this team found a way to qualify for the playoffs last
4: year in the face of a ton of adversity. Yeah. And they go 10 and seven. And again, you had the Gruden stuff. You had the off field stuff, Mm -hmm. a lot of distractions. You've gotten rid of a lot of that. So kind of addition by subtraction there. And again, even though your division is, you know, pretty much, you can say arguably, but I think it is, you know, the toughest in the NFL right now, it's going to be hard playing these divisional opponents, but, Going over eight and a half, I think that's definitely doable here. Right. You know, even if you take a step back and go from 10 wins to nine, you still can cash that over eight and a half. But to your point, Pritch, I'll defer to you. But, you know, on the surface, it's like, no, Carr isn't nearly as good as Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> but I think in that locker room, that speaks volumes. Again, it t- it's really kind of a, uh, you know, an example of, of how confident they are in Carr. And if you're Carr, you got to love hearing that. I mean, your guy comparing you to, you know, multiple-time MVP here. Uh, The Raiders, you know, feel like uh, getting the most out of Carr with McDaniels. Mm -hmm. And this quote from Devontae Adams, that's kind of a good sign there for their locker room. It
2: really is. Uh, And by the way, when Devontae Adams says that, that's with the knowledge of playing with Derek Carr in college and then graduating and playing with Aaron Rodgers and now going back to Derek Carr. So obviously the comfort level is there. And then if he's going to speak glowingly about his quarterback that way, uh, I I think that's okay too. Uh, Now, he's not comparing Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a... Uh, Hall of Fame quarterback Derek Carr is not but from a skill set standpoint and that's what the key uh, phrase is about skill set not not quarterbacking I mean Aaron Rodgers has qualities about him that Derek Carr wishes he has uh, or had anyway Um, real quick about Hunter Renfro Uh, he had 128 targets caught 103 passes my math is correct that's around 80 percent of the balls thrown to him now in this offense Josh Applebaum. Imagine what uh, Hunter Renfro is going to do as a slot receiver.
4: Yeah, you can just think about, again, being so wide open. And really, who do you key on if you're a defensive coordinator going up against the Raiders? You got to devote a lot of attention to Devontae Adams. Waller's, you know, big target here. But Hunter Renfro, a guy, again, you know, getting the ball out quick, Pritch. If you don't have mm-hmm. a great offensive line, you know this. You don't have to, you know, drop back and, and scan the field. Get it out within, a, you know, a second and a half, two seconds. You know, seven yards up the field, Hunter Renfro could really feast here. Tells you he doesn't drop the ball. Again, could be a big year for Renfro.
2: All right. A lot to get to you here on the program. Uh, Chris Miles, NBA TV host, is coming up next. Uh, I'll remind everybody it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip. With your state-issued ID, open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Uh, Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem 1-800-522-4700. Okay, Intel, NBA Finals. Chris Miles, NBA TV host, coming
0: up next.
3: This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on vSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: The vSEN Summer Special is here for only $39. You get everything vSEN has to offer from now to the end of July. Here's what you're going to get. You're going to get Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. Jonathan Von Tobel have bets bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice through the Stanley Cup playoffs as well. Uh, we'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, and NASCAR. If you want the full vSEN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vSEN.com summer. Welcome back to the program is betting across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host with you today and happy to bring on to the program, bring back to the program. Uh, Chris miles, NBA TV host. You can follow Chris on Twitter at Chris miles TV. Chris, how are you?
5: Good, good. Uh, you know, ready for game four. We're actually getting ready for our show. NBA bet coming up in a few hours here. So it's a great time to talk to you guys.
2: Absolutely. I've checked you out on, on NBA TV uh, often. So looking forward to that as well. Um, uh, I got to ask you this because we are going into game four. Uh, you know, both teams know each other, right? And, I mean, they know what the adjustments are going to be, maybe anticipating that. At this stage, though, of the finals, when you got Boston doing what they're doing, Golden State trying to get their thing going offensively, consistently anyway, I, like how how should we anticipate adjustments or how should uh, as betters or people looking at this game anticipate how each coach is going to react to the situations already unfolded so far?
5: So that that's a great question. And I think MAU Doka has shown us over and over again how he's adjusting from a coaching perspective. But I think for the Golden State Warriors, it's about the players and their adjustment and how they attack uh, the game, dealing with the Boston crowd. I mean, Clay Thompson talked about how they, they got under his skin a bit and Draymond Green with a non Draymond green like performance. And I think you've seen all the stats in this series for him, you know, just as many fouls as He has points, uh, more podcasts than he has uh, blocked shots, all of these things while Robert Williams is dominating inside. I think Draymond green is really the key to it in his mindset. Is he going to come out and be the kind of player that has him as a guy that people think is a future hall of famer, or is he going to have another game like he had in game three? Where he had more fouls than he had, you know, points, rebounds, and assists. Chris, it's great to
4: check in with you once again, and I can tell you I'm on the ground in Boston. I'm about 30 minutes from the Garden. It's going to be loud tonight, and uh, we love having a villain in Boston. It used to be Kyrie. Now Draymond stepped in here, and you know, comparing the Boston crowd, saying Cleveland was louder in the finals a few years ago. I mean, this crowd's going to be a get going tonight, so I think that is a factor here. But just from a betting perspective, Chris, I'm w- wondering if you have a lean on this game. We've seen a little bit of movement toward Boston. They opened minus 3.5, they're now up to minus 4. We've seen Chalk do very, very well in the NBA playoffs. Favorites are 58% ATS covering the number. If they have a line move in their favor, they're 63% ATS. The totals come down a little bit, open 215-ish. It's down to around 214, 213 and a half. Do you agree with laying the points with Boston? Do you see an opportunity to buy low on the Warriors plus four? And do you agree with that line move to the under? Do we see a low scoring game tonight? I don't know if you know me
5: very well, but I'm all about the dogs, right? <laughs> so uh seeing the Warriors three-time champions uh, getting four points then getting plus money on the money line the other thing Golden State Warriors are desperate and when you get to the postseason um, and you start to look at teams that have a championship pedigree like the Golden State Warriors you think oh backs against the wall they know that teams that lose uh, a 2-1 series at game four that they lose that series 82 percent of the time so I would go Golden State Warriors here simply because this is it. Um, all of the oh, they won two with Kevin Durant. They're not the same team without him. They got lucky in 2015 because you know Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving was hurt. Like they've heard all of those things, and you kind of saw that in the third quarter surge in the last game. Um, I think that the Golden State Warriors, seeing all of the plus money uh, available, I would it, I would go that route simply because I think they're going to be the more desperate team.
2: We're speaking with Chris Miles, NBA TV host. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at ChrisMilesTV as well. So, Chris, it's interesting. Uh, the line has ticked down a little bit out here, at least at the South Point in Las Vegas. It's, it's minus 3.5 now. Uh, so you catch 3.5 points with Golden State. Uh, so movement towards the Warriors a little bit here. In terms of what's happening at the South Point, shop around 2.14.5 total. Uh, Steph Curry compromised with that foot, and we know how much he moves on the court. I mean... I don't know if he's going to be able to do as much. And I think that's vital to what the golden state warriors want to do offensively. What do you think uh, about the foot situation with Curry and how they adjust to that offensively?
5: I think uh, Steph Curry has been at a, the highest level possible in pick and rolls in this particular series, mm-hmm. but that's not who the golden state warriors have been throughout his career. Uh, they've been a team that's more of a motion offense with Draymond green running that motion offense And in order for them to win this game, if Steph Curry is not, let's say, 80 percent or 90 percent, certainly not 100 percent, then that offense is going to have to go back to that where Draymond Green is really running the offense and creating opportunities for Steph. I think, to your point, that's the only way that that happens. So, again, if Steph Curry is, let's say, 80 percent, we'll see when he steps out on that floor. I think for the Warriors to have a chance, it's going to have to be other guys that step up in a big way. We saw Clay doing that in game three we saw andrew wiggins in spots uh play at an elite level and other times uh not so well so i think some of those other guys i, I can imagine steph you know 20 to 25 i, I don't think we're going to get one of those 40 45 50 point performances uh from steph curry i think it's going to have to be a full-on effort for the golden state warriors
4: Chris, speaking of Curry, you know, we went into the NBA Finals with Curry as, you know, the big favorite to win MVP, uh, as he should be. And, again, having the pedigree, the experience, uh, you know, knockdown shooter, that made a lot of sense. But we've seen a big shift here. The Celtics now taking a 2-1 lead. They're minus 225 here to win the series. That's a 70% implied probability. Jason Tatum is now the favorite. He's leapfrogged Curry here. Jason Tatum is plus 115 uh, at some shops, plus 105 at others. So, you know, maybe this is your last chance to get Tatum at some plus money. My question is, do you agree with Tatum? Like if you don't if you think the Celtics win the series, but you don't want to lay minus two twenty-five in the series price, is it smarter to take Tatum plus one oh five MVP? Or what about Jalen Brown? You know, if you think if you hear people in Boston talk, they're actually saying Brown's been the MVP so far this series. He's plus three fifty right now.
5: Yeah, and I just looked at our uh, NBA.com Finals MVP ladder, and it also has Jalen Brown as the most likely, and that's you know, really getting it getting a pulse of the media and how they would vote if the series ended today. I think with Jason Tatum, it's an expectation that if Boston is going to win the series, then he's going to play better than he already has. Uh, I think the 13 assist in the first game for Tatum and putting up the numbers across the board has been really good for him. But when you look at the Boston Celtics uh, last game, Jalen Brown, 17 points in that first quarter. I think that's tied for the most in Celtics history and then in an NBA finals quarter, right? So all of those things, the narrative, uh, Jalen Brown may be going overlooked. So I see it on the screen right now. Was it plus 350? Mm -hmm. That's like a sneaky good bet uh, simply because you just told me that the numbers for Tatum a little bit lower. So to get plus over three to one odds on Jalen Brown, why not?
2: Yeah, you know what, Chris, it really is fascinating because I think uh, you mentioned Tatum and his assists, what, 13 in game one and a nine in uh, and, and game three. And, okay, you you win both of those games when uh, Tatum is a playmaker that way and Jalen is aggressive that way too. But it's like Boston has four players that can create offensively. They can run offense through. Uh, and so it gets interesting from a player prop standpoint too. Do you uh, Do you like anybody in terms of feeling out this game I know you're on the dog situations, but in terms of somebody getting hot tonight uh, for their respective teams.
5: Are you saying for the Boston Celtics? Because for the Golden State Warriors, Mm -hmm. I have Draymond is a guy that like whatever his props are, I'm hitting the overs. Okay, I think they heard all the chatter um, and he hasn't really had a breakout game, whether it's rebounds, assists steals blocks points I would look at that and try to see if there are any that are just way too low for a player of his caliber and then maybe Andrew Wiggins because I keep feeling as though oh this is the game he's going to explode oh the Warriors know that they really need him uh those would be the two players whose props um I would feel most comfortable with but playing the favorites in this Mm -hmm. I I think and Brown are just so safe uh when I see their props I just want to hit all of their overs Mm -hmm.
4: Chris, last question for you. One guy that, you know, I bet on a lot or, you know, was looking at toward the regular season was Jordan Poole. He had a fantastic year. He's gotten worse every every series, basically. He Averaged 21 points against Denver, 17 against Memphis, 16 against Dallas, and now he's averaging 12 this, uh, this series here. So uh, what's the deal? Is it just the Celtics playing great defense on Poole? Is Poole an X factor? Do they need Poole to step up tonight?
5: Well, it's just as you go throughout the playoffs, you're playing at a higher level. And I think Jordan Poole is an excellent regular season player now that developed into that this year. But when you get to the NBA Finals, he's not Steph Curry, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Maybe in a few years he'll play at that level, but certainly not there uh, currently.
2: Well, I tell you what, we got a great uh, NBA Finals going right now. 2-1 lead for Boston. Uh, Chris Miles, cannot thank you enough for your time today. That was awesome. Enjoy the game. All right, guys, thanks for having me. All right, thank you. Again, follow Chris on Twitter, at TV. Josh, I got a question for you about one important player with Boston. We're going to take a break, though, uh, so we're going to get to that, and then also some plays in Major League Baseball. I think some outstanding games uh, on the diamond uh, today, so we'll get to all that. Come up next right here on VSEN, Esports Betting Network.
3: This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on v the sports betting network.
2: This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties. They also come in two strengths, so you can easily find a satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So we just had Chris Miles from NBA TV uh, on the program, Josh. And I wanted to ask you this question because you're out there. Some intel. Uh, The recovery uh, of Robert Williams. I'm curious about what everybody's talking about because of the quicker turnaround than normal that we've seen in the previous two games, uh, heading from game three to game four, quicker turnaround here for uh, Williams.
4: Yeah. So it's a great question, Pritch. And I think what you're hearing on the ground, and if you listen to some of you know the beat reporters and kind of the, the quotes from Robert Williams after the game, I think it's kind of a, a mental thing now at this point, like, okay. you know, it's obviously a physical thing. He's had some knee issues. He got his knee scoped. Remember he missed some time there at the beginning of the playoffs, mm-hmm. but there's an interview that he did where he was kind of crediting Marcus smart a little bit saying that Marcus smart kind of has taught him to play through pain. So uh, he admits that he's got a lot of knee pain and it's kind of a, a pain management type issue, but it's kind of mind over matter at this point. You know, he's kind of said that hey, he's learned to play with this injury. You know, he knows that, you know, there's only a few games left left in the season. I think if you're a Robert Williams fan or gonna bet any of his props, that's something that you want to hear. Yes, there's an injury, but I think the mental and just learning to, right. you know, go through pain and Pritch, you play in the NFL, the yep. ultimate sport where everyone's hurt and you're always playing through pain. But I think that's a good sign that, you know, smart and some of these veterans are saying, hey, we know you're banged up, but we need you. And he's kind of really, you know, showing a, you know, huge presence both offensive and defensively. And if you're looking for some props tonight, Pritch, and you mm-hmm. want to target Robert Williams, uh, I wouldn't go points, rebounds, and assists because he really doesn't ever get any assists here. But points and rebounds, 13 and a half. He had 10 points, eight rebounds last game. He's gone over this number quite a few times recently. There's a big advantage with the Celtics on the boards both offensive and defensively. And uh, another way to target Williams, is it's a little bit high here, but block shots mm. over one and a half block shots. It's minus 200 at BetMGM. MGM. It's a high number there, uh, but he's had four blocks, two blocks, four blocks. And always, you know, again, some of these, you know, posters where, you know, he's blocking a guy and getting the high watermark of the ball. Uh, his athleticism really is popping in this series. I'd look toward over one and a half blocks. And I do like that uh, points and rebounds, not PRA, just points, rebounds, right. over 13 and a half.
2: Well, that's interesting intel right there because I, I I've gone through what Robert Williams is going through in terms of a scope. They they removed my meniscus, my lateral one, so I was bone on bone. I don't know if they when they they scoped him was it just cleaning it up or did they just remove his meniscus? Because what he's going through is getting his knee drained because of swelling. So you got a needle in your knee, get, draining your knee of fluid, uh, and then also you're going through the pain management of, of rehabbing and also the toradol. You know, you're going to help yourself that way too. So. The the mental game that he's playing right now, with, going through anyway, would be having his knee drained uh, and watching that, uh, and then going back out there to be effective on the court.
4: Yeah, and that sounds really painful, Pritch. Oh, yeah, Shout is. out to you and all the athletes who go <laughs> through this. Like, I'm looking at my knees right now. Like, I don't want any needles in there. That oh. seems really painful. But uh, I can only imagine what it's like, Pritch. But you know, we, we're thinking about the turnaround with Robert Williams. Mm-hmm. Who again, you you're playing this game all year? Will he play? Will he not? He's missed a ton of time in his career due to injury. But again, maybe he's just saying, hey, it's painful, but I'll gut it out for my team. That's one thing that you're excited about. But also, I know we're focusing on Williams. Quick turnaround for Steph Curry, too. You know, an older player now. What is he, 33, something like that? You know, he had the foot. You know, he got, you know, in the scrum there late in the game. I think that's a factor, too, especially after banged up. So it's a short turnaround for everybody. It's Mm -hmm. not like, you know, Celtics are on a back-to-back and Warriors have had four days off. It's kind of equal on both sides here. Yeah.
2: I mean, I tell you what, it is hard because in my sport, you don't want quarterbacks chasing a defensive back, unless it's the Super Bowl. You know, if they throw a pick, you, you don't want a quarterback, unless it's the Super Bowl, chasing and trying to make a tackle. Uh, same kind of thing here but it's the finals so you can't discourage curry from diving on the floor and going after loose balls i mean because that's when those type of injuries are going to happen i I know people are mad at at horford but you can't get mad at the fact that these guys have passion uh, on they want to win a championship out there okay let's get to major league baseball Uh, josh uh, i got an interesting play coming up let's get to some of your plays joe uh so arizona and the phillies uh the phillies are on a roll ever since they fired their manager Uh, minus 140 here, 8.5 is the total. What do you think?
4: So I'm going to go with Philly here, Pritch. I'm going to ride the hot hand here with the Phillies. Again, you talk about how, you know, getting rid of Girardi, who again, you know, you consider a pretty good manager here, but baseball is a weird sport where when you fire your coach, it can really light a fire, you know, pun intended there, under your team and get off to a good start here. Uh, So I'll ride him again, Pritch. And again, it's a Friday. We can throw some, you know, puns out there today, but uh, Phillies open around minus 125. They've been bet up all the way to minus 140. That's a 15 cent. Steve in favor of Philadelphia. So telling us some big money is saying, Hey, we know the Phillies are hot and typically, you know, you want to buy low and bet against good teams, sell high and bet on good uh, teams that are struggling here. I think it's one of those games where a lot of respect to money is saying, we're not going to outsmart ourselves on this one. Philly's cooking right now. Bryce Harper, again, we got to dust off his MVP odds because if you look at his numbers, he might might be doing it again this year. Uh, but a 15-cent steam move tells you big money's on the Phillies. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, non-division home favorite, so you don't have to worry about a divisional dog-type angle. They've won seven straight. Also, their bats, they're hitting around 250 that's seventh best in Major League Baseball. Arizona's only hitting two sixteen. Better pitching staff, too. Team ERA around 3.8 versus almost 4.5 there for Arizona. So, uh, again, I'm prepared to bet against these teams that are hot because they tend to be overvalued. But when the line's going in your favor, you're getting big steam and a lot of support. Yeah, I like that. I'll, I'll take the Phillies and lay it with the Phils at home tonight.
2: Yeah, the Phillies are in the portfolio, and once they – Bring it all together, Josh. This is a World Series caliber team. They really are. Uh, But they just couldn't get it all together all at once. They seemingly have it going that way now. Averaging seven and a half runs per game during a winning streak here. uh, The last seven games. Okay, uh, Milwaukee uh, and the Nationals. Good call by you. Uh, Yesterday, Strasburg, man. Um, But you got the Brewers and the Nationals.
4: Nationals at home. Uh, Brewers minus 175. Eight is a total. So I fully admit Brewers have been let me down recently. I feel like the last couple of times i bet on them that they, they've lost. But I think it's important that a team loses for you. Don't automatically bet against them because you're mad at them and they cost you a unit, you know, or the other way. Don't just ride a team just because they're hot. You know, again, I mentioned the Phillies a second ago, but have a case each game individually why you like a team or dislike a team that day. So to me, I think it's a big advantage, the Brewers over the Nationals today. Uh, Ashby against Eric Fetty. That he's really struggled here for um, for Washington. The Milwaukee for your portfolio pitch, 24-14 and 14 against righties. They've really raked here against right-handed pitchers. Mm-hmm. So maybe a get-right spot for the Brewers who have struggled a bit. I think they've lost, what, four or five games in a row. But, again, another big steam move. What's the market telling us? Milwaukee opened around minus 150. or all the way up to minus 175. So you always say, hey, you know, I'm getting the worst of the number here. Is the value gone? I look at money lines a little bit different from point spreads. Like if you're a three-point favorite on the road, now you're three and a half. I'm not really inclined to bet you, but if you're just laying a little bit more juice, again, you want to be with, you want to be the steam before it really moves the number. But also you got a lot of matches here on Milwaukee Pritch. If you look at these non-division road favorites, it's been one of the best systems this year, 110 and 54, 67%. If you made the playoffs last year against a team who did not, you're on 62%. -hmm. And Washington really struggled as a dog, 16 and 34. They're only 9 and 18 at home. I like Milwaukee here. I'm going to lay it with the Brew Crew on the road.
2: All right. My play, uh, I'm looking at the Yankees and their win total. Uh, excuse me, team total uh, here, five and a half, Josh. So I need some help because I'm looking at Bedham Gym. Uh, they're playing Chicago. Uh, the Yankees have been crushing the baseball. It doesn't matter who's on the mound, really. It really doesn't. Uh, but they're going up against a lefty, uh, Wade Miley, who's 35 years, years old, coming off of IL. I mean, this is coming off of a 15-day IL injured list here. Now he's going to go out there and play a uh, pitch against the Yankees. Uh, the Yankees total runs is five and a half, the under minus 130, the over plus 105. Uh, that's at Bet MGM. I mean, help me out here.
4: <laughs> what? So I think in your portfolio, and you've been crushing these plays, the team total. So shout out to you, Pritch, for really identifying that edge. You know, I thought you were going to say four and a half, five and a half. That's a lot for a team total. You know, the fact that it's juiced up under does tell you a little bit of, you know, uh, liability on the under. I know you're getting plus money to the over. By the way, Yankees really stormed back. Uh, I was on them yesterday. They got Mm -hmm. down early and then they really started to rake. They ended up scoring 10 runs uh, against the Twins there. But to give you a little confidence, Pritch, if you do want to play the over, you know, Miley's a lefty who's kind of a, a soft toss kind of guy. Yes. He's really not a velocity guy. <laughs> uh, you're in short porch of Yankee Stadium. The Yankees are 12-5 and five against lefties this year. And the total does look to be ticking up. You know, some books were at, you know, 8.5 at 1.9. Now you're kind of back down to 8.5. But at Yankee Stadium, it's going to be about 80 degrees. The mm-hmm. wind's blowing out a little bit. Oh. I would lean over, <laughs> but I'm just scared off by the high 5.5 and, okay. and the juice there. So
2: 5.5, that's like that that – Dicey area when it comes to team totals. I mean, even though the Yankees have been crushing baseball,
4: yeah. And if they score yeah. seven, eight, nine, ten runs, you're like, who cares? <laughs> but I think a lot of these team totals, four and a half, to me, that's a little bit more palatable than the five and a halfs. Just okay. in general,
2: yeah. I, I just, I mean, it, it's juicy. It, it's it's tempting. Uh, But I I wanted your interpretation. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. We'll get to more baseball uh, as well. Uh, And then also, I mean, you got some UFC that you're interested in, too. Uh, And then WNBA. I mean, you've been crushing it. What's going on with the
4: WNBA? Yeah, so we do have a WNBA play. We'll get to that in a second. I would just say picking your spots, WNBA, because to me, I'm not looking at, you know, betting 10 WNBA games a day. Uh, you know, say that 10 times fast, Bridge, but <laughs> just waiting for that steam move system. When you're getting steam in the WNBA, it's a low bet sport. You know, pr- pretty much contrarian is non existent, but line moves are very, very important. There's one team today getting real big steam, so I'm going to ride this steam system again. All
2: right. So, all that and more coming up next uh, after this break, guys, we're just going to call it best bets because we went over some bets that we've felt comfortable about maybe some best bets i think the yankees over <laughs> but again it's, it's that five and a half uh team total situation right there uh, keep that in mind but all that more coming up next right here on vcin the sports betting network
3: Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.
0: This is Betting Across
3: America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on vSense, the Sports Betting
2: Network. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sports sportsbooks. New customers can download the BetMGM app and place a $10 money line wager on any NBA Finals game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code vsin 200 when you make your first bet. Once again, it's vcin 200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three-pointer in any NBA Finals game. Visit BetEmGym.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old to wager it's the new customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in Mississippi Nevada or New York welcome back to the program is betting across America Mike Pritchard Josh Applebaum with you and still so continuing the baseball discussion Josh Uh, best bets here Mets and the Angels the Angels I love it they snapped a 14 game losing streak uh, against the Red Sox Otani uh, gets to go ahead Homer on top of uh, being a pitcher in that game too so uh, going back to the well I I guess here with the Angels huh Josh I mean the Mets look the Mets are incredible we know amazing if you want to go there minus 126 eight and a half to total
4: yeah, so first off, Otani, unbelievable what this yeah. guy can do on a baseball field. Single handedly, you know, willing this team to uh, win their first game in what, 15 games there, Pritch? And incredible number. He almost reached 100 on the v- in velocity uh, mm-hmm. pitching, and he went over 100 on exit velocity when he hit a home run. I don't <laughs> think anyone else on the planet can really do that. That's just incredible here. Um, but I'm actually going to take the Mets in today's game, Pritch. Uh, number one, you had to wait on this game quite a bit because. Yep you're waiting on the Angels opener so a lot of these books would either not post a line or we're waiting late until you got the um you know the uh the action or the listed pitcher for the Angels here so a little bit of movement toward the Mets they open around -115 -120 you're up to around -125 uh non-division road favorite interleague uh, line move system as well 67% this year you also look at Mets um you know in this spot with a rest advantage. I put a lot of stock into that pitch. The Mm -hmm. Mets had a day off yesterday. The angels played yesterday, had a late game there against the red Sox. So the Mets are rested, ready to go favorites coming off a day off versus teams who had to play the previous day. 62% 62% here, or a return on investment of around 5% since 2018. So that could be to their ad- advantage. And maybe that extra day off gives you some of these uh, injured players, gets them back in the lineup. Pete Alonzo la- missed their last game. Same thing with Starling Marte. Uh, so maybe you get some of these injured guys back. And Miguel on the bump here for the Mets has pitched pretty well so far this year. Better bats hitting 263, 241 for the Angels. So no, I find they finally got their win last night, Pritch. But I'm gonna take the Mets here. I- I'm putting a lot of stock into that early line move. As soon as the line dropped, it ticked up, and then also the fact that they have a rest advantage in that road favorite system match.
2: You know, how baseball players celebrate everything. Uh, division title, <laughs> they'll celebrate. I mean, my goodness, you win a, a game in the playoffs, it's like you're it's like the uh, New Year's <laughs> Eve. <laughs> so after a 14-game losing streak, Angels celebrated that thing, right?
4: They did, and again, you know, on the one (laughs) hand, it's like, okay, you finally win a baseball game. That's great, but I know you can exhale, and maybe you're not as tight because, again, losing streak, it builds, it builds, it builds. But, uh, again, this is a Mets team coming off a day off. They lost a couple there in San Diego. I think it's a tough spot for the Angels to win their second game in a row. Again, Mike Trout, I think he's still going to be out here. He's still got that groin injury.
2: Okay, how about the Reds on the road, Uh, the Cardinals? Cardinals minus 148 is the total in this game.
4: So give the Reds some credit here, Pritch. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were stuck on what three wins for a month, and <laughs> right. they've kind of turned around a little bit. They're twenty and thirty-seven, so they haven't been that auto bet against that they had that they were, you know, going into or for much of the early part of the season here. But I'm gonna go St. Louis in this one. This one jumped out to me. The Cardinals, number one, it's kind of a buy low opportunity. They just got swept at Tampa Bay. Now you're playing Cincy at home. Uh, this is Paulente against Castillo. St. Louis open around minus one twenty, minus one twenty-five. They're all the way up to minus one forty. So a lot of movement coming in here on St. Louis. Couple system matches, a favorite off a loss who made the playoffs last year. Those teams are 67% this season, 10% ROI. Favorite who made the playoffs against opponent who did not, 65% as well. Uh, better bats hitting 251 versus 237 for Cincinnati. And Cincinnati, even though they've been a little more competitive, they're still only 8 and 20 on the road. They're only 13 and 26, 26 against right handed pitchers, plus 43 run differential, St. Louis, minus 54 for Cincinnati. So I'll lay it here with St. Louis at home. Could be a get right spot after getting swept at Tampa.
2: Okay, real quick, going back to that um, Mets Angels game, too. So listed pitcher, I, I have Jonathan Diaz. Uh, I don't know if that's the information you have. Uh, the guy that they called up, they shuffled their rotation here, uh, Josh. Uh, talking about the Angels. So that leads me to believe that yes, they did celebrate breaking that losing streak. <laughs> uh They're gonna bring up uh, Diaz. Uh he started two games earlier uh this season, did not allow a run in either game though, against uh so that is when true. he was out there on the
4: bump. Yeah, so again, you know a couple times he's pitched, he's done well. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of times when you pull up or when you you know bring up a starting pitcher from the minors. He can pitch well just by surprising a lot of batters. You know, it's a lot of familiarity. If you're not accustomed to a guy, the way he hides the ball, the way he releases it, the break on his breaking ball, you know, that can be an advantage there. I think this Mets team going up against a A pitcher, that could be a big reason. And shout yeah. out to you, Pritch, for confirming that. The fact that, again, here's another thing, like a little tip. If you're betting baseball on a daily basis and you go into a game where you don't have a listed pitcher on one team, you know, keep that game right in front of you. Keep your VEASAN live odds page in front of you. And as soon as that line gets posted, What's the initial move? Because you got to remember a lot of wise guys, wise girls, whoever's betting these games. They have their numbers lined up, and they immediately plug in the pitcher. It spits out to them what the line should be. The fact that once Diaz was, you know, uh, basically told uh, that he was going to be the starter, mm-hmm. Mets immediately got shot up. You know, minus one fifteen-ish to minus one twenty-five. So once a line comes out, or once it gets posted after you've been waiting on it, yep. that initial move—it's not always right, but it's notable that hey, they hit the Mets as soon as that pitcher got announced.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and it's expected uh, at this point. Uh, maybe it'll be get confirmed later on in the day. Who knows? Okay, best bets. Uh, continues market insights continues uh, the market insights podcast from Josh Applebaum is outstanding. Certainly, uh, you go in depth uh, with some of your systems. Back to the NBA Finals, um, the money line situation you were on with Boston in Game Three. What are you looking at here in Game
4: Four? So I'm already locked into the money line here, okay. Pitch. I did take the money line. We've had these straight up favorites doing great. They're almost seventy per, uh, percent straight up overall. And the reason why I, went, why I went money line instead of spread. I know there's an argument to be made that hey, you know, if you're winning these games, you're typically covering anyway. But I am a little concerned about the Celtics getting a little too arrogant. You know, they do sometimes, you know, give one up after everything's going their way. They never make it easy on you if you're a Celtics fan. Then also the Warriors, even though they look overmatched, Curry might be banged up. It is a really good team with good pedigree that's absolutely desperate. Yeah. So I, I, to me, I was more comfortable going money line. And again, these favorites straight up have been so great. Laying a minus 155. Did it last game. I'll do it again here. With that being said, if you do like the Warriors, there's a good signal here, Pritch, that the line did just fall during our show here. And you did a great job of highlighting this. But we opened, you know, minus three and a half Celtics. We got up to minus four. We pretty much stayed minus four until this afternoon. Over the last hour, and South Point goes to show how sharp they are. That, you know, they were the first one to drop to three and a half. You're seeing a lot of books drop to three and a half now as we speak. So a little bit of buyback here on Golden State. If you like Golden State and you can shop around and find a plus four, you know, there's there's a, there's a point to be made there. But I'm locked into the Celtics here, Pritch. If they let if they, if they let me down tonight, you know, I'll tip my cap here. I just think it's a tough task for the Warriors, especially with Curry banged up. Right. I'm money line Celtics. in a strong lean to the under. It looks pretty sharp. It keeps falling.
2: Player prop situations. Uh, again, Chris Miles is on the program. Excellent insight. Uh, Draymond, uh, if they're going to run the offense because Curry is limited, compromised a little bit with that foot. Uh, Draymond's going to have to step up. Point, seven and a half, six and a half rebounds, five and a half assists there for Draymond Green.
4: Yeah, so you're kind of expecting Draymond to step up here, and again, he's getting a lot of the flack from Boston, you Mm -hmm. know, the crowd's on him. Uh, Again, but, you know, the other thing is, you know, I saw a prop bet out there actually on Twitter of, will he record a a triple-double? It's huge (laughs) plus money that he will. It's a big minus number that he won't. I don't know, Pritch. To me, Draymond's got to show you that he can knock down some shots and take a little pressure off of these other players. Now, if you're ever going to do it, tonight's your night. Um, But I'm not too confident in what I've seen from Draymond. And, again, the great Celtics defense and the crowd getting in his head, I'm not going to bet any Draymond props at all. If anything, I lean under on some of
2: them. Yeah, good luck uh, rising up or elevating your game against that defense out there for Boston the way (laughs) they're playing right now. Uh, Best bets continue, Josh. UFC. Uh, So UFC 275. Uh, I'm curious. Where are you going here on this card?
4: So I got a couple bets here. I was actually um, kind of annoyed. One of them just got postponed. It was Cape. I was on him, but mm. I would just recommend if you're going to bet UFC this weekend, which I like to call biting in the arena, uh, <laughs> read Gambling, Lou and Reed Coon on vison.com They're the ultimate experts here. They do a great job. They got a bunch of best bets to keep an eye out for. Uh, but Pritch, couple of these that I'm going to sweat. The main event: uh, Yuri uh, Prochazka fighting Glover Teixeira. Mm-hmm. Teixeira's a warrior, but he's 42 years old. Prochazka is 29 years old. My model is low bets, higher dollars, line move, younger, taller, longer reach. So uh, Prochazka opened at some shops around minus 190. He's up to around minus 200, minus 210. Reed Kuhn likes Prochazka in this one. Okay. They're both 6'2", but 29-year-old against a 42-year-old. That's a huge age gap in favor of the younger Prochazka here. Also at BetMGM, using these you know resources to your advantage, only 46% of bets on Prochazka, uh-huh. but 66% of the money, Pritch. So you're contrarian with a reverse line move, with low bets, higher dollars. I'll be sweating Prochazka here uh, tomorrow night.
2: Okay, is that the only one? I mean, uh, the, the card is loaded. Uh, that's a grappler versus striker match right there. Uh, I'm interested in, in the uh, uh, the females here. Uh, Yang uh, uh, there against uh, Jadracek. I uh, hope I got her name correctly right there. But that that last fight, she's been off. joanna uh, has been off for a while. Uh, Josh. Uh, Last time she fought was
4: against uh, Wiley. So uh, this is a little bit of a grudge match. And Jang's only getting 31%. I am on Jang. I'm on Madanena. And if you're looking for WMB steam, the Storm. Daniel Alvari and I like him tonight. Let's go, Storm. All
2: right. Great job. Uh, The Edge coming up next, right here on VSEN, D
0: Sports Betting Network.